not every product is going to be a home run, but like business, you just keep keep launching things and keep launching things and learn from the previous one and uh, try to increase your chances of success. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. In this week's episode, I speak with Riley Bennett, who is the founder of Living That Life, where he documents his journey as a digital nomad. He has been running a successful Amazon selling business for over five years while living in Southeast Asia and traveling the world. Listen on to find out how Riley has been able to share his experiences as a remote entrepreneur and knowledge to help others make their dreams into a reality. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited for my guest today. Hey Riley, how are you? I'm doing great. Just chilling here in Bangkok, living that life, you know? (laughs) Sounds like a great time. So Riley, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, I've been uh, off the beat, I guess. Yeah, off that beaten path since 2015. I came out here to Thailand to an e-commerce conference in Chiang Mai, October 2014, and got into selling on Amazon at that time, and it started going well, and basically never went back. Why did you decide to go all the way to Asia to go to a conference? Basically, we found it on YouTube. We found Johnny FD's podcast slash YouTube channel, and he announced he was putting on a conference in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and so we were like, oh, we want to be digital nomads, so... Let's go to the conference and figure it out. We went and still here. That's hilarious. I actually just interviewed Johnny like two weeks ago. <laughs> nice. It's so crazy that you guys know each other. It's such a small world in so many ways, right? <laughs> yeah. And I actually just hit him up yesterday and we're doing a podcast on my podcast uh, next week. That's great. It's really interesting how you got to where you are because of Johnny and his story is so incredible too. So that's so fun that you guys will be able to collaborate in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Small, uh, small digital nomad world, you know? (laughs) So after going to the conference, how did you actually prepare for this lifestyle? Because I'm sure it was a lot of information that you were taking in. How did you take that and actually make it into a reality? Yeah. You know, the the first step of being a digital nomad is uh, getting your money online. So uh, having an online business, what Johnny does and what he was doing is drop shipping. And so high ticket drop shipping specifically. So we started doing that, got his course and, and everything and started working on that. Worked on that for about six months uh, before the conference, before we blasted off to Chiang Mai and wasn't really making money yet. But when we got to Chiang Mai, we met a couple uh, guys who were selling on Amazon and they were doing really well. And so we're like, hey, let's so. Uh, bit frustrated with drop shipping let's try the amazon thing and so launched a couple products and ended up taking off so 
big picture, you know, you just got to keep chugging and, you know, follow what's working out there. Keep working, keep trying different things and uh, eventually something will catch on. When you were looking at drop shipping and you actually did it for six months, what was the things that didn't work out for you and made you decide to go into a different direction? Mm-hmm. Well, looking back, basically, we were not doing some of the most obvious things. Number one, Facebook retargeting. We were doing zero Facebook retargeting, which looking back is like the stupidest thing. And number two, we weren't doing any email remarketing. So we had we're not collecting emails from visitors to our site. We were not dripping emails, obviously, to them. And so when you're not doing any retargeting, you're not going to get very many sales. And so looking back, it's pretty 2020 why Mm -hmm. it wasn't profitable for us. And why did you think that it was going to work out with Amazon FBA? What made you decide to do that instead? Basically, we met a couple guys. They were actually younger than us at, at the time. We were like 25. They were like 21 and and 19, actually. And I don't know. They were just they were just crushing it with Amazon and um, seemed to be doing really well. And we were kind of ready to pivot into that. And we just decided to make the pivot and, and go into Amazon. <laughs> it's always so cool to see somebody doing it really well. And sometimes you get really excited with that too. So how did you make Amazon work when you couldn't do it with drop shipping? What made that really click for you and your partner? Well, you know, every business model is different. One is not necessarily better than the other. It's just as you move on in life, you get better and you learn from your mistakes. So we launched one product and that was not the one that hit and caught on, launched the next one, learned from what we learned from that product and ended up catching on. And uh, that product is still selling five years later. So ended up being doing really well and then just kept launching products on there from then. And, you know, not every product is going to be a home run, but like business, you just keep keep launching things and keep launching things and learn from the previous one and uh, try to increase your chances of success. And we're going to talk more about this with our extended interview with you, Riley, because we're going to dig deeper into Amazon FBA and how our listeners can maybe dig into it too and start it. So that's going to be really exciting. So when you finally had that moment when you knew you were going to leave your life in the United States and move full time to Asia and do this online business, do Amazon, Mm -hmm. do all of these different types of remote work, did you ever have have a what now moment? And what was that like? Hmm, A what now moment? Great question. No, not that comes to mind. Our goal from the very beginning was to travel the world. So many of us, us millennials and people of all ages, the dream is to travel the world. And so through that, that's how we found, you know, Johnny's travel like a boss. And then it became very clear. Oh, having an online business is the ticket to be able to travel whenever you want. So after we started making a consistent income from our Amazon store, it's just like, we're not wondering what now. We're just like, okay, finally, it's now we can earn our living from wherever and we're just free to, to live wherever and stayed based out here in Asia because you know that's where the conference was. So obviously that's where we met our initial batch of dozens and dozens of digital nomad friends at that conference. So stayed in Chiang Mai. So no tons of people in Chiang Mai. And then what's the next place you go when you get bored of Chiang Mai, you go to Bangkok. So met a bunch more friends here. And then you go to Bali. So Southeast Asia, you know, that's kind of where we met our our friend group. 
And uh, yeah, so just been based out here, continuing to add more products and try to grow our business. What's happening right now with the lockdown and coronavirus is a really interesting time for everybody, obviously, but it's even more interesting for someone like you, Riley, who is able to make money online and it doesn't really affect you much, you know? And it's so funny because before this, a lot of people are still questioning probably your lifestyle. I don't know about you, but definitely has happened to me. And now that this whole thing has happened, they're like, okay, what you're doing is actually sustainable and it's not that bad. <laughs> so do yeah. you feel like you've been validated somehow or there's been more people coming up to you and be like, how do I do this? I need to be able to do this too. <laughs> Yeah, I would say there's definitely a little bit of that when Corona hit, you know, and people maybe might have lost their job. I think it definitely kicked a lot of people in in action toward starting their own business that they own. Because, you know, if if you're your boss, then you can't get fired. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So with the whole Corona thing, every business got affected differently. Some products that are available for purchase online, which is fucking everything skyrocketed because it it made sense so things that you can use in the home made sense other products such as like fashion and stuff took a big hit my particular store is iphone accessories most of my products are so they took about a 40 percent hit at least it was still selling you know unlike some businesses had to completely close so yeah we were still in business so we're lucky When something like this happens, a crisis happens, and honestly, nobody knew this was going to come out, right? It was just out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, everybody's in lockdown and a lot of people are in panic. No one can really work. How did you really prepare for it? Or did you even? Because like I said, everyone was kind of blindsided. Well, yeah, I guess um, there's no really preparation for it, just like a reaction to it. And um, I guess there was not really much we could do other than if you're in the e-commerce space, what you can do is, you know, pivot your product line to fit the current situation, come out with some product that would fit people's needs. And I guess, actually, yeah, we, we did that. I have, I forgot about this. I actually made a whole new video for one of our uh, iPhone accessories geared towards how you can use it at home. I reached out or I had my VA reach out to a bunch of uh, Instagram people and film clips of them using our product at home. And then I edited a little video together for that. So yeah, we just kind of took what was, took what was happening and um, tried to do what you can do to, to make business the best in the current situation. Have you made any other changes with your business or maybe even business model that will kind of protect you from something like this in the future? With the Amazon business model, no, nothing has changed. We're continuing to to launch and come out with new products, same as before. But I think overall, the big picture is diversifying your income. I think a lot of people are kind of going to get a kick in the butt towards going forward with diversifying your income and any entrepreneur knows that you know how you create wealth is you create multiple streams of income not just one 
So I've had multiple streams of income, although not to the level of my liking. So I have my Amazon business, which is my my main income. I also have my YouTube channel slash podcast, which is another side income, smaller than I would like. And then I also have my uh, Amazon marketing agency where we launch products for other brands on Amazon. And so I've been working on those, you know, my YouTube channel for five years and that my agency for like year and a half. But I think, yeah, it's it's just a wake up call for for any entrepreneur. Hey, if you don't have a diversified stream of income, you better get on that because you never know what's going to happen. If something happens with China and your Amazon business gets shut off, then you know you have other streams of income to keep you afloat, to keep you going. And same goes with the other businesses. You never know what's going to happen. So yeah, it's nothing, you know, the mission is is still the same. It's still create multiple streams of income, build wealth and build security through different forms of income. There's so many lessons that we've all learned from this, whether it's good or bad, but it's always great to take a look at it and do what you're doing, Riley, is making something bigger from this and learning a lesson from it and taking it into a positive. And honestly, that's all we can do. Otherwise, we're just going to be curled up under a rock or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like all we can do with Corona is just, you know, learn from it and come out the other end stronger. Yeah. Now, what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered so far as an entrepreneur and how did you handle it? Biggest setback? Hmm. Probably the biggest setback slash challenge was just getting off the ground in the beginning. We had our drop shipping stores when we when we came to the conference in, in Chiang Mai, Thailand and wasn't making money. So we're like, crap. Um, you know, and we had only like 8k saved up from our from our corporate jobs. I did door-to-door sales. So, corporate sales for Comcast just like, yeah. So, came out and money started to bank account started to going down. We're like, "Oh crap. <laughs> we need to we need to flip this money, so to speak, to keep living out here in Chiang Mai." And the first product that we wanted to go for, we placed a test order with the uh, supplier and actually after we placed the order, there was a patent issue. So the some company in America went after all the Alibaba suppliers to stop making this type of thing. So we got a message from the supplier that says, sorry, we take big loss with this one. We had to cancel the order and they had to destroy all the products. Wow. And so we were like, oh no. Ended up getting 80% of our money back, but it came down to the wire, you know, quickly pivoted into the next thing. And that product ended up taking off, which saved us. But yeah, the biggest kind of hurdle was just trying to figure out that first business model slash product that was going to take off and be your base to move forward. It's so interesting how we see someone like you, Riley, who's successful with their business, their online business, and you have this huge community now. And we often don't realize how many obstacles that you had to go through to get to this point. And I think oftentimes we just see, you know, the great part of it, we see you on YouTube, on social media, and we're like, yeah, yeah, great. Like, but how can I get there? You know, like you said, the 
first part is always the hardest and also motivating yourself when you're faced with all of these different types of obstacles. Riley, how did you get over that? You know, because a lot of times it's the fear of failure that most people are really, oh, it's not a pretty thing. You know, how did you keep going even though you failed and just kept pivoting and doing it? Yeah, I think it's just perspective, number one. So I would consider having a nine to five job for your life being a huge failure. You know, that's the biggest failure. (laughs) The biggest failure is to not pursue your dreams and be thinking about, oh, what if, what if I went for my dreams? What if I went towards starting my own business and doing my dream, basically, you know, it's basically, you got to follow your dream in life, you got one life. People who have that mindset, they don't care how many times it's going to take to try to follow your dream. It's like, that's the only point of life, (laughs) you know, follow your dream. So looking back, this is all 2020. You know, I had that mindset from the get go, didn't really realize it. But it's that mindset. It's just like, if it's going to happen, it's just a matter of time when it's going to happen. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is my situation was very relatively easy because I was only two years out of college, didn't have a quote unquote serious job, didn't have a mortgage or, or family or, or anything like that. So it was very easy for me to bounce out to Thailand and say, all right, let's give this a go full time. So there's that. And then the other thing is I came out with my best friend, Parker at the same time. So I had a business partner from the very beginning and best friend grew up with him my whole life. And we're like, yeah, dude, let's, let's go for this thing. Let's (laughs) make the four hour work week. Let's make that our project and let's just do it. And so we were hand in hand doing this together. So that made it a lot easier when you do it alone. It's can be a lot scarier. So it made it just that much easier for us to do this together and make this decision together to to jump in full time to, uh, yeah, to pursue our dream of being digital nomads, you know, be out there and do exactly what Johnny's doing. It just really resonated with us as well as other digital nomads, most notably Jabril Goro of Passport Heavy was, was our other top two influence, just watching YouTube videos and just play, okay, if these guys can do it, then why can't we do it? So that just became clear to us. Yeah, went for it and uh, kept trying and got lucky. You know, with everything in life, it takes a little bit of luck, but you keep trying, you get more lucky. That's why I love all of these different types of information out there, whether on YouTube, blogs, podcasts, because seeing somebody actually make this work and make it sustainable is such a huge motivation for all of us. You know, it's, it can happen. And you're right, if they can do it, why can't you? So I love that's why I Mm -hmm. love talking to somebody like you, Riley, who really made this into a lifestyle and what they can really do. Now, let's go back to when you talked about your partnership. I've been hearing, you know, I've had people on the show that are doing it solo and some with partners. What has been a huge thing for you because it could go either way, right? <laughs> you could you could have like the best intention and you could have this great partnership, but it could also go south. So how do you make this partnership really work for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, there's no one way to do it. You know, there's no one way to eat an Oreo, so to speak. <laughs> I guess you just got to follow your instincts as far as if you want to do it with a potential business partner or do it alone. It was very easy for me. So I'm not the expert on that because it was my best friend, you know, that I'd grown up since the playground. Uh, So the trust was, you know, obviously there. 
So every business model is different, you know, so I can't, you know, make a general statement on whether you should do it alone or not, or not just what I've learned from living uh, most of last year in Bali is, uh, you know, just follow your heart, listen to your heart, and uh, usually it will lead you in the right direction. When you first started your business and you were off to Asia, how much money did you actually save and how were you able to make it last? Uh, I remember I quit my job and I had 8K saved and we were like, okay, that can get us six months in Chiang Mai. So in Chiang Mai, you can live on, you know, a thousand bucks a month for, you know, a, a nice balanced life. So yeah. And at about month five, that's when our Amazon products started selling and profiting around 1K a month, uh, one to 2K a month, enough for Parker and us to split to cover our living expenses. So just in the nick of time, <laughs> Amazon started uh, depositing those payouts that could, that could keep us out there. <laughs> That's the best, right? When you can actually live off your business. I think there's no better feeling than that because you're like, oh my God, yeah. I can't believe this worked. <laughs> yeah, especially something as passive as e-commerce and Amazon in particular, where it's just once your listing is there, it just gets traffic and people just buy while you're sleeping. And so, yeah, as you know, no better feeling than passive income, just money just getting deposited into your account. It's that's why that's why, you know, <laughs> folks like me and you, we can't stop shutting up about it because it's it's once you go to passive income, you're like, OK, I'm never, you know, trading my time for money again. Yeah. And like you said, you don't have to constantly look for it. You're chasing it. It's just coming to you, which is the best thing. <laughs> It's like you feel like celebrating every time you see another sale. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time you get a, you know, it's, it's, it's almost surreal. Like compared to a job, you got to go into the work every single week for that paycheck for that week or whatever. And then once you start a business, it's like, yeah, it's just, you know, running and the checks, they just come. <laughs> the money just appears <laughs> in my bank account. So you do the work once and then the money keeps coming in. It's just, it's just, it's so clear, yeah, for folks like you and I, and obviously for most listeners here. Yeah, it's like magic, beautiful magic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, magic money. Yeah, right? I was like, yes, that's awesome. Riley, what are some of the best resources that you've used to start your business and make your tasks easier? Oh, gosh. Well, I think, first of all, YouTube. YouTube changed my life. You know, basically, it sounds corny, but in, in the first step of, of that was unsubscribing from cable TV. So when Parker and I moved into an apartment together uh, after college, I remember I worked for Comcast, the cable company. So like I could have signed us, us up for the cable package and I would have gotten the commission off it. And I remember I made the decision. I was like, eh, no, no cable TV. We'll just do Wi-Fi and we'll, you know, plug in the Apple TV or whatever. And so because of that, we started watching only YouTube. And from there, just went down wormholes about things we're passionate about, like travel and stuff. That led me, you know, all the way here six, seven years ago. Yeah, turning off the TV. It, you know, I guess that was that was one of the what that was actually one of the life hacks that I spoke about at Johnny's Nomad Summit. It came full circle and then he invited me to speak at his summit in 2017. 
So that's one of my biggest things. Turn off the TV and, you know, listen to podcasts, of course, as well. It goes hand in hand. You know, there's a lot of podcasts on YouTube as well. For people listening to this, they already know that. But I guess what I tell people who ask me, I'm just like, I tell my parents this too. And they, they finally just did it actually last month. They cut the cord <laughs> and canceled their TV and just on to, uh, to streaming. And so I think that was that was a big life hack. Uh, it's like entertainment that actually changes your life. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good kind. Yeah. Let's fast forward to 40 to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. My whole vision, I just want to increase the net happiness of the world. I'm not sure exactly, you know, how that's going to be how that's, you know, how I'm going to do that. But all I know is so far, I've already been, that was a cha-ching from my Shopify store. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if you heard that, but we have our own uh, Shopify store now for our some of our best-selling products. We're just kind of getting into it. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I do know that so far in my life, I've been very blessed to have been able to help hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, get towards where they want to go. Specifically, I've been able to help hundreds of people start their own online businesses, which I think is one of the most valuable things you can give to someone. It's like the old saying, like you can give someone fish, that's that's good. But if you teach them how to fish, then they can eat for life. So teaching someone how to start and run and grow their own online business, that's just like, that's just like a ticket to, to freedom, you know, a ticket to not needing a job to be able to produce your own independent money, aka energy. Yeah, I want to be, I guess, remembered for, you know, kicking people in the ass to to do what they want in life, to pursue their dreams and, you know, inspire people to just do what they want. And traveling the world is something that pretty much all of us have in common that we all want to do. It's just, when are we going to be able to do that? So far, I've already been able to open a lot of eyes through my uh, you know travel vlogs and YouTube channel about what is possible. You know, if you have an online business, you can travel the world now in your twenties, in your thirties. Don't have to wait until you're like quote unquote retired until you're you know your parents' age to get free and go sail around the world. You can do that now. Just leverage the magical tools that we have called the internet and these apps and platforms and stuff. Lucky to have already made a little impact in the world. And that's just me passing it on from those who passed it to me. So Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week, that book is coined as, you know, the digital nomad Bible, you know, that was released in 2007. And then that was one of the first books of its kind, you know, writing about running an online business while traveling the world. And then that inspired people like Johnny and Jabril, who through their content inspired me and inspired other people from there. So I guess that's my answer there. (laughs) That's a really great legacy to leave. And you're obviously doing it right now. And it's just going to continue to grow in the coming years. So that's going to be amazing to see from you, Riley. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Are you working on anything currently that is really exciting to you? Oh yeah, a lot of exciting things. Yeah, like I said, I have I, I run three online businesses. So I have my you know my physical product business, then I have my Amazon marketing agency, and then I have my my YouTube channel. But 
kind of tied right into my YouTube channel is has been my Amazon courses. So the story of that is after one year of doing vlogs, travel vlogs, the most common question I get, you know, unsurprisingly, was, okay, Riley, you're living that life. How do we do what you do? What is this Amazon thing? How, how do I do this too? And so after like another year of just, you know, answering comments and questions and stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm getting so many of the same questions about what this Amazon thing is all about. I got to record my answers. Obviously, I'm a video guy. <laughs> um, so recorded tons of videos, dozens of videos and put it into an Amazon course. So launched that in 2016. That's following it by the book is whatever your audience asks you, deliver a product or service to serve your audience, you know, basic, basic business stuff. And so I launched it in 2016. And then I was actually planning on updating the course for 2020 anyway. But during Corona, when that hit, I was like, okay, I got to do this now. So during Corona, I've been filming tons and tons of new videos, updating my complete uh, Amazon course of to reflect everything I've learned over the past four years, all the updates, tips, tricks, strategies, all that. So really excited about that. And I have a new partner in that business and we have reframed it from just a normal video course into a 90 day challenge. So very exciting. So it's basically a 12 week program where we help people launch a product on Amazon. Even if they have no idea what they want to sell yet, we help you go through research process, looking around the internet, looking for trending things, how to come up with a differentiating idea, look for a supplier, negotiate with them, get something penciled up and how to create a real awesome physical product. That's what I'm working on now. Uh, it's actually round one's already been going on for the past uh, month and a half and round two is opening up soon. It's called 90 day FBA. So that's my new, uh, that's my new business, I guess you could say. <laughs> that's really exciting and such a great resource for people to go to because a lot of times it's such a headache to search all of that stuff online. So I'm always mm -hmm. happy to see people like you, Riley, who just make it all in one package and so much easier for mm -hmm. all of us. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, well, I guess my main thing is my YouTube channel. It's called Living That Life. So youtube.com slash living that life. And my second main thing, I guess, is my Instagram at living that life TV on Instagram. And I also have a website. Uh, I haven't been posting many blogs on my website, but livingthatlife.com is where you can find my website. More about me. I also have a, um, a resources page livingthelife.com slash resources actually where I've been compiling all my favorite uh, apps, tools, resources. So to go along with your question about that, I've been just compiling in them in that one page. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Riley, for being here with us and sharing all of this. We really appreciate you. You are welcome. That was my pleasure. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Riley. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where he shares how to start an online business using Amazon FBA.
Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.